Subscribe to the Hit That Line Podcast Network, brought to you by Breeden RV Center. Breeden RV Center, family-owned and operated, a no-pressure, laid-back atmosphere, and always home of the free maintenance for life. Y'all ready for this? This is the Gimme the Hogs Chuck Podcast, presented by Weikert Realtors, the Griffin Company. Just when I thought I was out, they pulled me back in. He is a loathsome, offensive brute. Yet I can't look away. This is the business we've chosen. Give me the Hey, glad you're here. As we get set for a big weekend and welcome you into the Gimme the Hawks Chuck podcast presented by Wanker Realtors, the Griffin Company. Razorbacks on the road today. SEC Big 12 Challenge tomorrow. The Razorbacks take on the Baylor Bears down at the Farrell Center. Arkansas comes into the ballgame 14-6. and Baylor's 15-5. and They're ranked 17th in the country, and they've won five in a row after starting 0-3 in, big, in the Big 12. Arkansas has got a real big challenge ahead of them tomorrow. It's been a while since the Razorbacks have played in Baylor, or in Waco, I should say, at Baylor. You know, it's been actually since 1991, the last time the Razorbacks played in Waco. It was the heart of Texas Coliseum back then. 1991, Arkansas won by five. The next, or in fact, later the next month, Arkansas beat them at Barnhill Arena. That was the last time they played them as members of the Southwest Conference. Played them in Dallas in 08 and beat them. Played them the following year in North Little Rock and got beat badly. And then lost a couple of years ago in the Elite Eight up in Indianapolis in the NCAA tournament. But Arkansas and Baylor go way back. This will be the 145th meeting between Arkansas and Baylor in basketball. If you're old enough to remember, you know, you remember all the games when, you know, Eddie Sutton was here and I guess Jim Haller was the coach down there. And then right at the end when Coach Richardson had it going, right at the end of Arkansas's time in the Southwest Conference, I guess it was Gene Iba that was the coach down there then and uh, had some ball games, played them in the conference tournament if I remember right, down at Reunion Arena. So there's a lot of history between Arkansas and Baylor. Now, Baylor's changed a lot since they were members of the Southwest Conference. They've made a commitment to winning, and that involves recruiting. It involves budget. It involves a lot of things. But Baylor has elevated themselves greatly in both football and basketball and women's basketball and a lot of sports since they were members of the Southwest Conference. And it's a good team this year. Uh, They started 0-3 in the Big 12, and it looked like, you know, it might fall apart. Since then, they've won five in a row. They beat Kansas on Monday night down in Waco. And it's going to be a great atmosphere. It's going to be a full house. You know, Baylor's excited about basketball right now. I mean, they won it all two years ago. And, I mean, why wouldn't they be? So it's going to be, from what I understand, a very tough ticket. And it's going to be a true road atmosphere for the Razorbacks tomorrow afternoon. Now, as we move through the podcast today, in fact, coming up in just a few minutes, we're going to talk to John Morris. He's the voice of the Baylor Bears. I want to find out a little bit more about Baylor, and I'm going to guess you might as well. And as I mentioned, it's been so long since the Razorbacks played in Waco that we'll maybe get a little refresher on uh, what it's going to be like down there. John's sort of like I am. He's been around forever. So he uh, he remembers the days of the Southwest Conference and 
understands their transition into the Big 12 and Arkansas's transition into the SEC, and he's probably got the best uh, uh, the best view on Baylor athletics of anybody. So looking forward to visiting with him coming up in just a few minutes. First, though, I want to talk to those of you who are buying or selling a home, or perhaps those of you who are thinking about buying or selling a home. And I want to recommend Weicker Realtors, the Griffin Company, to you because of my experience. Uh, I partnered with them to sell a home, and I partnered with them to buy a home, and selling and buying are different. Uh, Some people have bought and sold multiple homes. Some people are doing it for the first time. Maybe some people are doing it for the second time. Whatever your situation, I can tell you the Weicker Realtors, the Griffin Company, has someone that is just right for you. Because when you get a Weikert agent, you get the best trained in the business. That means they're the best negotiators. means they understand the market. means they know how to get you from contract to close. Now, they've got an office in Fayetteville, Springdale, Bentonville. They're in Fort Smith. They've recently opened an office up in Branson, Missouri. You're going to see their yellow signs all over town. That that means they're doing business. And you can log on to WeikertGriffin.com. Bet Online remains your number one source for all your sports betting this season. Everything from the NFL and bowl season to esports. You'll find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at Bet Online. Bet Online features live betting, free contests, and live scores for almost any sport or game imaginable. We're the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite leagues and events. Head to betonline.ag to join and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Make sure to use the promo code BELIEVE to receive your rewards. That's B-L-E-A-V. BetOnline, where the game starts. Well, we are very pleased today to visit with the voice of the Baylor Bears on the Give Me the Hawks Chuck podcast, John Morris. I will tell you, John and I go way back, and I'll tell you the story here in just a little bit. But, uh, John, first off, welcome. We're certainly pleased to have you. Looking forward to being in Waco. And Now, I'm just going to tell you, about three weeks ago, when the Bears were 0-3, I think a lot of Razorback fans were thinking, okay, Baylor's not going to be all that good. We're going to go down there and win. And ever since then, all you've done is beat everybody you've played. You've won five in a row. You beat Kansas Monday night. What's what's clicked in all this the last two and a half weeks? Chuck, it's great to be on with you. I appreciate the opportunity. And, uh, yeah, I'm sure you and your fans were licking their chops, right? Let's <laughs> play this Baylor team that's winless in Big 12 play. And I'll tell you, to answer your question, the difference is basically defense. You know, those first three games, and they were against three good teams. I mean, we lost to, to Iowa State, we lost to TCU, we lost to Kansas State, to, and teams that are really playing well uh, then and, and, and now. Um, but we just couldn't stop them. You know, our defense was just not up to Baylor standards. And since then, they've just tightened the screws a little bit defensively. And they're moving better and uh, coming together more as a team and having everybody healthy is part of that also. So it's really turned around, credit to our coaches and players, to start 0-3 in conference play and be sitting at 5-3 and in the Big 12 as uh, we play on Saturday. You mentioned the defense. Is it primarily the matchup zone that's been the difference there the last couple of weeks? There's a little bit of that, and that was brought in just as sort of a change-up, you know, just to uh, – 
you know, to to supplement what Baylor does with the man-to-man defense, and it's been pretty effective. Uh, you know, you, you'll see probably a little bit of that on Saturday, but not exclusively. Um, so they just sort of do what uh, what fits the opponent the best, and at times that matchup zone is just a change-up to what they usually do. So, um, yeah, you know, both have worked uh, really well for Baylor. We've got some big wins, as you mentioned. Uh, beating Kansas on Monday night in front of a really good crowd was a huge win for Baylor. You know, when we think of Baylor, we obviously remember a couple of years ago, and what I remember is a team that was just really solid at every spot, a team that could shoot from the perimeter, a team that could beat you off the dribble, score in transition. But what I really remember is that, you know, you were physical inside. And, you know, I just wonder about this edition of the team. You know, um, I think his name was Mark Valley. You can correct me if I'm wrong. I remember him. And, and I just wonder if, if inside it's still those type players. Yeah, and it was Mark Vidal, and he was a senior on Vital, that team. Vidal, that's right. And he, he – right, right. Man, he is gone. But And that, to be honest, is part of the, the Baylor plus defense that they'd like to get back to. You know, that team was just – they just lock you down defensively. And remember Davion Mitchell, he was one of the guards, and he was the national defensive player of the year. And it was Mark Vidal at a forward position and Flo Thamba, who's still here at the post position. And they were just so good defensively. You know, it was suffocating at times. And and that's how Baylor won the national championship that year. And uh, they are not playing up to that level defensively yet, I'll say. You know, they hope to get there. But that team was just elite defensively. And uh, and, and they're not there. And, and inside especially, um, you know, we've got Flo Thamba back. We've got another freshman that'll that'll play alternate with him a little bit, Josh Ojanwuna. Um, but they're you know they're just not up to that level defensively that we saw that year. Three point shooting. It sounds like fine for you right now. Well, you shoot a bunch of them, <laughs> and when they're going, <laughs> Baylor is really good and. Uh, you know, I don't know how you feel about it, but I, I kind of worry sometimes if you live by the three, sometimes you die by the three, and, and that has happened to Baylor a little bit. But but we've got guys who are good shooters, and it's not just one guy. Like, this team does not ride the back of one person. Uh, if one of the guards has an off-shooting game, like Keontae George is a fabulous freshman, um, and he's our leading scorer on the year, but he's had a couple of games that were off shooting-wise for him back-to-back, Oklahoma and Kansas. But other guys pick him up, Adam Flagler, uh, you know, and L.J. Cryer and Langston Love. So there's, you know, there's good shooters and there's a bunch of them. And you, you, the hope is that you'll have more than one, uh, hopefully more than two or three that are hitting on the same night. If that happens, Baylor's been for. I think in, even though we might not always want to admit it, I think we as Razorback fans, Razorbacks, um, probably a little more nostalgic for the old Southwest Conference days than maybe we might care to admit. I think there is some nostalgia when Arkansas plays Baylor in whatever the sport. And I just wonder if, you know, maybe not just for Baylor, but, you know, some of the other old Southwest Conference teams, is there is there still that nostalgia for the old days, so to speak? 
Well, there are a group of us, and we definitely feel that way. I know I definitely feel that way. I, I remember I look back at the score sheet when we played you guys in the NCAA tournament in the Elite Eight a couple of years ago, and I put a Southwest Conference logo on, on the score sheet. <laughs> so I think I'll do that again on Saturday. Uh, but really good memories. And, and you know Pat Nunley, who I work with. Pat played at Baylor in the Southwest Conference days. So he and I have a real uh, fondness for those days. Pat played against uh, Eddie Sutton. We certainly respected him you know, there and uh, following that at Oklahoma State. And Pat played uh, against the triplets, you know, in the late 70s. So good memories there. Southwest Conference uh, really uh, is remembered fondly around here. I think you're right. I I think a lot of places, people really have great memories about those times. Pardon me for not knowing, but what's happened to the old heart of Texas Coliseum? (laughs) Thanks for asking. It's still standing. Really? uh, Now... Yeah. Oh, yeah. And it, it's actually in better shape now than it ever has been. And because it's being used for what it was intended to be used for, I think. And that is horse shows, you know, and rodeoing and uh, tractor pulls and things like that. So there's dirt on the floor and they don't have to scrape it off and put a basketball floor down to play a game in there. So it's it's in really good shape. It's uh, uh, Extraco Arena is the name of it now. And uh, it's, it's a real location. I mean, we host a lot of uh, rodeos here, big-time rodeos, and uh, that's the location. That's where they have it. But no more basketball in the HOT. You got to do something we all dream of doing, and that's call the national championship, call the win. What do you remember about that moment, maybe the few moments leading up to it when you knew you were about to get to do it? Oh, man. It was just, uh, it was unbelievable. I was so happy, number one, for Coach Drew and what he had done here at Baylor. You know, when he came in, there were coaches that, that wouldn't touch this job. But he took on the challenge, felt like he was called by God to be here, and went about, you know, going to work and making Baylor a winner. And he did that and then won the national championship. So I was just so happy for him and his staff and how hard they had worked through the years. And then to be along for the ride was just terrific. You know, it was the COVID year, so we were not in the bubble with the team in Indianapolis. Pat and I were separate from the team. So we were up uh, mid-level there in Indianapolis, as you know, you know, calling the games from up there. So it was so fun because of, uh, you know, Coach Drew and his vision for this program. And it's such a big deal, you know, for Baylor and Baylor Athletics also. Our women had won three national championships, you know, but there's just something different when the win, men can win a national championship. And, uh, you know, it just kind of puts you at a level, you know, that not many schools are at. Uh, Arkansas, I remember winning the 94 national championship. I remember that. And people will remember, you know, this Baylor national championship forever, really. You've been there through the ebb and the flow, and as is the case with all departments, I mean, there is an ebb and a flow, and I just wonder what it's like for you right now to call so many meaningful games, football, basketball, um, baseball. I mean, there's, over the last 10, 15, maybe 20 years, and I'll ask you because you've had a, you know, you've had a ringside seat, it sure seems like the commitment on the part of Baylor has increased tenfold, and I just wonder what it's like to be a part of that. 
Well, uh, you're right, and, and the term ebb and flow is a nice way to put it. You know, <laughs> I would call it the good, the bad, the ugly. And we've, well, we've all been there. All of those. Yeah, absolutely. And and we have, you know, uh, as much as anybody here at Baylor. But uh, I think going through those rough times makes you appreciate even more the good times and the winning. And Baylor's done a lot of winning here lately. Um, and it's, it is fun to have a ringside seat. And it's an honor, really, to do this. Baylor's my school. I graduated from Baylor. So to call games for Baylor is is truly an honor, and it's just more fun when you win for everybody. And this has been we're in a we're in a stage right now, really in every sport where um, it's sort of the golden era in every sport. You know, you could say that for football and winning the Big Twelve a couple of years ago, uh, and then men's basketball, of course, a consistent winner. Women's basketballs won twelve straight Big Twelve championships, three national titles. All of our other sports are competitive, but more than competitive, you know, competing for conference crowns and national titles. So it really is, uh, it really is fun, but I never make the mistake, Chuck, of thinking that I have anything to do with those wins and loses, <laughs> losses. I just get to call them, you know, and I don't have a factor one way or the other, but uh, gosh, it's an honor to be, be a courtside for all those games. All right, as we wrap this up, I got to tell the story about how I met John Morris. It was 2012, and the Razorbacks were playing Baylor in the Super Regional down in Waco. And I don't recall if it was the first or the second or the third game. I don't recall. But I do know that we were having real difficulty in terms of our equipment. We were not making the connection that we had to make between the ballpark and our flagship. And we were in real danger of not being able to go on the air. And, in fact, we got inside the 30-minute mark and we were in trouble. And to make matters worse, our athletic director at the time, Jeff Long, was sitting right behind me. He always liked to come into the radio yeah. booth. So we had the AD in the booth when all this was going on, and I'm doing my best not to blow my top. And this was in the early days of IMG. And I didn't know if Baylor was an IMG school or not, but I was grasping at straws. And I asked the guy on the other end, I said, is Baylor an IMG school? And he said, well, I don't know. Let me check. And so about five minutes later, he comes back and he says, yes. And I said, I don't know anybody there, but let's see if we can get someone on the horn and get some equipment over here. Maybe they've got an extra set of equipment. And I swear it was like five minutes later, and here comes a gentleman walking up the stairs carrying a whole bunch of radio equipment. I didn't know it was not just some intern that they'd sent over. It was actually the voice of the Baylor Bears, John Morris. John, you bailed us out that night. We would have never gotten on the air had it not been for you. I have always remembered that. I've told that story more than once. And uh, every time a fellow broadcaster has an issue, I think about that moment that you helped me because I'm telling you, we were dead in the water that night without you. Well, that's nice that you remember it that way. I don't remember it that dramatically. I remember <laughs> thinking or finding out that you guys needed some help and thinking, well, sure, we'll be glad to help. What can we do? You know, and, and I hope we helped a little bit. But uh, that's nice that you remember it uh, that fondly. Uh, and what a great series that was. I mean, it was a crushing loss for Baylor to lose that Super Regional Series. That 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 team, that was probably the best season in Baylor baseball history, and it ended short of Omaha. 
because of the loss in the uh, Super Regional. But uh, that's very nice of you to say, Chuck. And you know what? We're going to be in that position sometime when we need help from somebody, and it might be you, and I hope they lend us a helping hand. Well, no one's ever accused me of dramatizing a story, John, but uh, it uh, it certainly was something that I that I remember. I, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing you Saturday. Looking forward to the basketball game. You're kind to join us, and uh, thank you, John Morris. Same here. Thanks, Chuck. I appreciate you. I appreciate your work, have for many many years, and look forward to catching up on Saturday. You're listening to the Gimme the Hogs Chuck podcast presented by White Curd Realtors, the Griffin Company. I want to thank John for joining us, and um, I will always remember him because of that story at the Super Regional in 2012. But uh, hey, he got to call the national championship, and for those of us in the business, you know that's what you'd love to be able to do. He got, as he told us, I mean he's a Baylor alum, and you know to have the opportunity to call your school your team the place you've worked all your life uh to call that national championship had to have been pretty special and uh that call i know for baylor people when uh when they won it all will live forever as always we're brought to you in part by bet saracen and the bet saracen app there's a lot of basketball coming up this weekend there are also football games uh, on sunday that i know a lot of people are going to be paying attention to and if you're going to be the most informed before you place your wager, you really do need to download the Bet Saracen app. And they've got the latest odds, the latest info, uh, all the things you need to be informed as you head into the weekend. Now, I know they're Vegas odds, but I also know that if you're going to bet them legally, you got to be in Vegas. And I also know that there are laws in our state that prohibit a lot of these national betting apps from operating within our state. So, you need to download the Bet Saracen app if you're going to be the most informed. Very easy to do. They've got a how-to-play video. They'll get you fixed up. It's Arkansas's favorite sports betting app. That is the Bet Saracen app. All right, these are the matchups in the SEC Big 12 Challenge tomorrow. 12th-ranked Iowa State goes to Missouri. Iowa State's good. If this was played at Iowa State, I wouldn't think Missouri would have a prayer. But Missouri's played pretty well at home. Iowa State's 15-4. and four. Auburn goes to West Virginia. It's not a vintage Bob Huggins team. The run may be about up, as a matter of fact, for Huggins in West Virginia. Auburn 16-4, 15th in the land. They are a different team at home on the road. This is going to be a tough road challenge. That one starts at 11 o'clock in the morning on ESPN if you want to watch that one. Alabama plays at Oklahoma. Alabama's coming off a win over Mississippi State, but they weren't real impressive. Their coach has been mad. You know they had at least one rough practice after that game. They'll take it out on Oklahoma, even though they're in Norman. Texas Tech's at LSU. Texas Tech's 10-10. and LSU's reeling, though, at 12-8. and uh, It will be interesting to see if LSU can, can get back on track. TCU plays at Mississippi State. Not probably the the fastest-paced game of the SEC Big 12 Challenge. 11th-ranked TCU, though. Hard to pick against them. Texas and Tennessee, the Rick Barnes Bowl in Knoxville this year. Kansas State, maybe the surprise of college basketball. They're at home against Florida. Kansas is at Kentucky. That ought to be a good one. It's on ESPN tomorrow night at 7 o'clock. And then Ole Miss will play at Oklahoma State. There's a couple of games 
in basketball in the SEC that are not part of the challenge. Vanderbilt is going to play at Texas A&M. Texas A&M, of course, comes to Fayetteville on Tuesday. The Aggies are coming off a win over Auburn. They're 6-1 and one in conference play right now with Vanderbilt coming to town tomorrow night. So the Aggies very likely to be on a run. Arkansas, if you watch A&M play Auburn, you know that regardless of what happens tomorrow in Waco, Arkansas is in for a battle on Tuesday night. And – And just to cap off the weekend, you've got the uh, conference championship games in the National Football League. 2 o'clock on Fox Sunday, the Niners at Philadelphia. The Bet Saracen app has the Eagles as a a two-and-a-half-point favorite. And uh, the main event at 5.30 on CBS, the Bengals and the Chiefs, Joe Burrow, Patrick Mahomes, Kansas City a one-point favorite according to the Bet Saracen app. A lot to watch, a lot to keep up with. As we move through the next couple of days, the good news for us is we'll have Razorback legend Matt Jones around to recap it all on Monday. We thank you for being around this week, and I uh, hope the Razorbacks can have a good day tomorrow. Thank Wiker Realtors, the Griffin Company, for being our presenting sponsor. Hope you have a great weekend. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk again on Monday. Give me an eight. Give me an O. Give me a G. Give me an F. What's that spell? Give me the hugs, Chuck. <laughs> this podcast has been presented by Bet Online. This podcast is an exclusive property of Pearson Broadcasting. It may not be copied, reproduced, modified, published, uploaded, reposted, transmitted, or distributed in any way without Pearson Broadcasting's prior written consent. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.